Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Time. There's nothing more valuable. It's what drives everyone to make the most of every moment. We celebrate living large in the now. In a city where time disappears, we create experiences that electrify the soul and memories that will last forever. We go big, we go all night, and here, everyone is invited. So get loose and get loud. This is Circa. You'll have the time of your life. This is the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. Hello and welcome to the Arash Markazi Show presented by the Sporting Tribune on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio in Southern California. 98.5 The Bet in Las Vegas and the Hawaii Sports Radio Network. 95.1 FM and AM 760 in Hawaii. We are doing it old school today. It is me and G.A. Wiley. Jihei, how are you doing, my friend? I was just going to say, kicking it old school, Arash. With, uh, I love it. Yeah, yeah, except, except we're not in your, your apartment, so. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, we've, we've, uh, we've talked about it before, but, you know, since it's just the two of us, you know, it's always fun to tell stories about how the, how the show began in, in October. So next month, we will be celebrating our three years of doing the show, uh, Jihei. And when we started again during the pandemic, October of 2020, uh, sports were just uh, beginning to come back. They had come back, you know, a couple of months prior, obviously no fans in the stands, the the NBA in the bubble in Orlando, uh, baseball games in front of uh, uh, no fans. And and so, you know, at least we had sports to talk about. I I, I remember when... um, when we first talked to Bill Hagen at 1090, uh, it was during the summer, and it was we were just hoping that we would have sports to talk about. So when we launched the show, uh, we got really lucky. I mean, you couldn't have launched it during a better time period. October, the Dodgers win uh, the World Series. The Lakers win the uh, championship. So it was a fun time for us. But, yeah, I mean, we, we did the show um, together. It in my apartment um, when I went on the road to Texas for the World Series. That was kind of like a big deal. Like, you know, how are, how are we going to do the show remotely? How, how is that going to work? So we we found a way to make it work, Jihei. And now, you know, sports are totally back. Things are back in full swing. Um, and now we're getting ready for uh, week two of the National Football League. And um, I wanted to get your thoughts because, you know, we, we kind of glossed over it. Uh, but I mean, how much do you take into account what happens in week one? I don't think the Giants are as bad as they showed in week one. I don't think the Cowboys are as good as they showed in week one. I have told you before that I am a very skeptical glasses, half empty Cowboys fan. You kind of have to be when you've seen your team, um, lose in the postseason, not make it even back to the conference championship game since 1996. So Cautiously optimistic. Again, ha- uh, great first week performance by the Cowboys. But how much do you uh, take into what happened in week one? Or do you still, you know, want this season to play out a little bit before you jump to conclusions? You know, I was mad um, after that loss just because of the lack of effort. And I think the lack of preparation. Um, and I think the just 
I, I, I think finally the anger has subsided <laughs> and um, a lot of people, if you are a New York Giants fan, you have to remember um, Giants have actually gone 0-2 in the beginning of the season and won a Super Bowl. Yeah. So I, I do need to take that into consideration and give them, cut them a little slack, especially since this is only Dabo's second year. Uh, coaching the New York Giants, so I, I'm gonna I'm gonna take a step back. Um, I told Clark I was gonna be a Rams fan the rest of the season, but now I might have to withdraw that and uh, still root for my squad. I still I'm still gonna be loyal. I'm still gonna love them. They are playing Arizona, so it's not gonna be I think as much of a test. No, um, n- no offense to Arizona by any means, but you know they you know <laughs> they they got a long ways to go before they are uh, Super Bowl contention worthy. So I. Um, I, I hope that this is a good game and a good matchup for them. Um, there's no such thing as an easy win, you know, in the NFL, but I, I definitely still think that I'm hoping we're better than Arizona. So, um, you know, I'll, I'll cut them a little bit of slack. Um, and I think I need to give them maybe until midseason. I'll give them a month. I'll give them All a right. month. And if they haven't, if they haven't adjusted in a month, then I think I need to, uh, be, be realistic with my with this team so we'll, we'll see I still I'm not gonna lie to you though and I'm sure that he's getting a lot of crap for it but I, I still don't think that Daniel Jones is the one yeah um and this this was after three years I give every quarterback three years I I give you a three-year window and I know he's had four different coaches he's had to go through so much um, change in the offense and I get that and the offensive line hasn't been healthy I get that um, but you know, after a certain amount of time, you have to make those adjustments and it's just, maybe my expectations are just too high. Maybe yeah. I need to lower my expectations. Yeah. Um, yeah. but you know what, I, for your team though, Arash, I would have a little bit more hope. I know. Specifically because of that defense, not because of your offense by any means, but because of your defense, that defense is stellar with Michael Parsons. As you yeah. remember, <laughs> I was so mad. When yeah. the Giants drafted down and they could have gotten Micah, we could have had Thibodeau and Micah Parsons. And I just, I remember seeing this kid in, in, in college and just being like, wow, he's a stud. Like, it's like if we could get that guy, like our defense can turn around. Um, I, I mean, because look at what he did his rookie season. He totally 180 that uh, that defense yeah. for your Cowboys. So I just I'm kind of bummed about that. Um, would have been great to have Michael Parsons and Thibodeau on on the same squad, um, wrecking stuff up um, out there in Jersey in the Meadowlands. But you know what? We'll we'll see. Uh, I'll give him a month. Okay. Conclusion: I'll give him a month. You know the the way that, that I view the Cowboys is, is a little bit like you viewed the uh, Clippers. You know when you had Kawhi and you had Paul George and like even the uh, year that you guys got to the. Uh, to the uh, conference finals, like the, the bet that we made and the, that I won was that the, the Clippers were good enough to get to the conference finals. And you had just seen this team time after time blow it in either the first round or blow it in the second round that you didn't have the confidence until you saw it. Um, and so it, it's a little bit the same with me. While I do think just if you looked at this team on paper, just if you looked at the defense, and again, totally agree with you on the defense, uh, I do think they have enough talent to score 
offensively, the confidence is in the defense. And it is so hard to shut out a team on the road in the National Football League and to go into New York, to go into, you know, what was formerly Giant Stadium and to shut out the Giants week one on Monday Night Football 40-0 to zero is really a testament to that team. And so while I want to sort of take a victory lap, my thing is, man, you know what? I've seen this team time after time have good seasons, maybe win the division, go into the postseason and just absolutely lay it egg and really just, you know, um, not uh, perform up to their capabilities. But one thing that I've learned as a sports fan is just to enjoy the process. So, you, you know, don't think about can this team win a, ch- a championship Enjoy week one. Enjoy week two. And now week two, uh, the Cowboys face the other team in New York. They, they face the New York Jets. The Jets without Taylor and Rodgers. Uh, gee, I know you're a Giants fan, but I mean, watching that Monday night football game, and again, the pomp of the pageantry on 9-11 of Aaron Rodgers coming out with the American flag, it was such a moving beginning where you're like, what, 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 what an amazing moment for this team and for Rodgers playing for the Jets. And then literally two minutes, four plays into the season, he goes down, torn Achilles, done for the season. My, my my guess is he is going to come back. I know there's a lot of talk because of how how um, how um, old he is. I don't think he wants to go out that way. I think he's he's finally in New York. He's a Jet. He wants to try to have one uh, season there. But when you watch that play out again, what what a crazy uh, two days that was in the Meadowlands. Your thoughts on that? Well, first. I, I, I think I've made it known that I'm not really a Rogers fan. Yeah. Um, but, but but no no disrespect to him. I just I just not a fan of his. But he um, neither here nor there. I mean, he rallied that team. He made that team believe, right? And he made that team a totally different team than who they were last season. Um, so kudos to him for that. Um, yeah, I think I think the mind is a powerful thing, right? I think he. Definitely is of the mindset. Um, let's just of of healing himself and being like, I'm coming back. Um, I don't want to go out like this. But I'm just wonder. I'm just concerned because of his age. Because the older you get, Father Time's undefeated, guys. Yeah. And the older you get, I'm just concerned that it's going to be a lot harder for him to come back. Um, but again, the mind is a powerful thing. You never know. Maybe he'll come back like better than ever and amazing recovery from this. I'm just concerned that the body might not be as willing to maybe recover in the time that he wants it to recover. Right. Yeah. So um, that that's my only concern. I, I mean, he's, he has, he has shaped his body or uh, made his uh, mind into this thing where, you know, it's, it's definitely a mind over matter thing for him. I mean, going yeah. into darkness retreats and go, like he, his, his training isn't exactly a normal quarterback's training, right? When it comes to his mental facets. So I'm sure that he'll come out of this better than ever. It's just, it's kind of the player and the person that he is. Um, that being said, I love, of course we love the pop and pageantry, you know, of, you know, remembering nine 11, which is crazy to me that people don't, so there are some kids out there, granted, I get it, they were not born during that time that don't remember 9-11, but that was, it's kind of sad. 
um, you know, that this is something that happened. Um, and, uh, and I love that sports is a way that we can remember this, right. And remember the people oh, yeah. that fought for it and people that, you know, unfortunately passed away from, uh, such a hor- horrific attack. Um, that being said, I, th- I mean, I think that they did a great job and they're going to do a yeah. great job better but it is i mean it was such a big moment in our lives ge of course you know we were 21 um when it happened and then yeah i mean you, you of course if, if you're talking to someone um and they're in their in their 20s you know they don't remember uh they, they weren't and so they want to know what that was like what that was like, what that day was like, and it was really surreal. So, um, yeah. yeah, I mean, depending on how uh, how uh, how um, old you are, you don't uh, you don't remember that uh, time. Uh, another big story, uh, Jihei, that, that I wanted to get your uh, thoughts on. Again, the, you know, the, the Clippers were sort of the poster child for this new rule that the league is trying to impose. Uh, the NBA commissioner, uh, Madam Sittler, coming out saying that uh, if you have two superstars, you cannot rest both superstars uh, during the same game. The issue that I have with this new rule uh, with the Clippers is that the Clippers are not trying to rest their star players. I mean, you really just have to go back to the postseason. Just go back to this postseason. To be honest, you, you could even go back two postseasons ago. The Clippers didn't rest Kawhi Leonard and Paul George. They didn't have Kawhi, Le- Kawhi Leonard and Paul George. So, you know, I get what the league is trying to do here. They're trying to say, hey, we're trying to sell these games to TV partners, to advertisers. We're trying to sell tickets. We're trying to get people to enjoy our product. And if you buy a ticket to watch the, Cl- the Clippers play, well, listen, Hopefully Kawhi and Paul George are playing, but if not, hopefully one of them is. They are really trying to prevent both guys from not taking the court. My question to you, GA, and you know this full well, being a Clippers fan, they're not trying to rest both guys, to be honest with you. I mean, the, despite the headlines that they make for load management, much of the time that Kawhi and Paul George have missed have not been load management. They've just been hurt. Yeah, for the most part, if you look at Kawhi, for sure, he has been injured. Like, this isn't one of those things. I think the only time that I was kind of skeptical on it was, like, I think later on in the year when he'd been off forever. And I'm like, man, I I think you can come back. But I'm sure that he was just... Because when he did come back, you were just like, oh my gosh, it's like, you know, he was never hurt. Um but for the most part, majority of the time that he's been with the Clippers, he has been hurt. So I'll give Kawhi a pass on that one because that's that's a fact. Yeah. Um, Paul George, unfortunately, has had some really bad bouts, right? Like he's, you know, he's willing to play. He's willing to be like, no, I'll come out there. I'll do my thing. So um, that's, you know, that that's really unfortunate. I'm just confused at how they're going to regulate this. Yeah. How are you going to be like, because, you know, guys, do get, and what defines an injury, right? Because we've gotten to the point where a bruise contusion is an injury. And back in the 80s and the 90s, you get a bruise, suck it up, buttercup. Like, you're back yeah. on the court. It doesn't matter, right? So what what defines an injury? What um, What is a really, truly an injury where you have to sit out 
and you have to be on that bench um, or maybe you're in a nice bath recovering or something like that, you know, back at home or something. So um, I think it's going to be really hard to regulate just because we haven't really defined what an injury is. Which yeah, is- I, that's the thing. I mean, if you have a doctor, if you have one of the team physicians saying, hey, this player is not clear to play, it, it does this does suck for the league because you do want if, if you're putting let's just say Christmas Day, Christmas Day, and I forgot the slate of games. But if you have the Lakers playing the Celtics, and and you want to have LeBron James, and you want to have Anthony Tata, uh, uh, um, Anthony Davis, Jason Tatum, you want to have your superstars playing. And for whatever reason, uh, LeBron's out, that Anthony Davis is out again. That's happened. That's happened. That, that that is not something that the Lakers um, want, but it's just life. So I mean, how is the league going to come in and say, uh, "Well, you know, uh, we believe that LeBron is actually healthy." I mean, are they going to send out their own doctor? Is the, is their own doctor going to supersede what LeBron's doctor is saying? What the team doctor is saying? It's just a very slippery slope here, and so it, it, it's one that. I get the league's perspective. It's very important for the league to have their superstar pl- players playing. At some point, though, G.A., do you not believe that the league has to look at their schedule? Because the reason that uh, teams did this um, is that we, you know, when you're playing three games in four nights, when you have a very long season like this, you know, a, a lot of players have talked about, you know, when you when you had that shortened season of either 50 games or 60 games or, or 62 games, that was more conducive to having a um, players playing in 100 percent or as close to 100 percent as possible. Um, do you think that the league should look at shortening the season? The. <sighs> That's a really great question because I know the reason why. And if anybody hears honking, okay, it's gone now. Never mind. Um, uh, <laughs> there was honking in, my, in the background of my uh, <laughs> people's car alarms going off. Um, you, you know, I, I get it from the league's perspective, right? They need to make yeah. more money, blah, 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 whatever. Um, and that's why we have these 80 plus games. Um, I've always believed in a shortened season, aka like maybe 72 games instead. Um, I don't know if 60 is a good number, but 72 is a good solid number. That's Take true. Yeah. And games. I think that's perfect. I think that's good. Um, uh, just specifically for these guys health, right? For, um, and also 82 games. That's a lot. That is that's a lot. And also if you're a rookie coming in from college, they play near, not nearly as many games as they do in the NBA. Like, yeah. It's a it's a huge gap, so I I think you know making that adjustment and that you know pressure onto your body is is really rough. I mean I love my mom, but she always said, you know you're always in great shape if you can play four games in a row. And I'm like four games in a row? Are you crazy? Like that's yeah. insane. Um, but you know th- these guys because these guys like it's just it's a lot of wear and tear, and especially the older you get, you know you get to LeBron's age. I mean, I'm watching Showtime right now. I'm like feeling it for uh, Solomon Hughes's body. Uh, that's right. Kareem, and I'm just or Doctor, sorry, Solomon Hughes, who plays Kareem, and this is towards the end of his career, and you're just sitting there going like, "Oh my gosh!" Like every single push, shove, 
um, every time that he, his feet touched the, touched the floor and like uh, push, push their body onto the floor. Like, it's just, it's a lot of wear and tear. So I'm all for shortening the season um, specifically because of that as a fan. I mean, more basketball is great for me, but yeah. as somebody that just, you know, maybe in this industry and um, I, I, I'd be okay with, I, I would be okay with them shortening the season. I do have a quick question for you yeah. about that famous that you won. <laughs> yeah. I'm wondering what did you eat it with? Or did you just enjoy the bottle of wine in general? I think I just enjoyed the bottle of wine. You know, when it comes to Camus, it's, you know, listen, if you, if you could have like a nice steak with a full bodied cab, I mean, that's obviously perfect and ideal. Um, but yeah, like it's, it, it, it tastes good when you, when you win a bottle from a good friend like that. I wish we had placed a wager for the Cowboys Giants game. That would have been fantastic. Um, but we'll, we'll, we'll have to figure out an excuse again to make another wager. Um, but they do play again in uh they do play again though. So I will, I will gladly play. And by the way, if we agree to share it with each other, nobody loses. We both. Yeah. Right. Um, (laughs) all right, Jay, let's leave it there for now. When we come back, we're going to be joined by the sporting tribunes, Jill Painter Lopez. And she's on cloud nine right now because she is a proud, uh, Colorado alum. And she is loving life right now with Coach Prime. We'll come back with Jill when we come back right here on the Mightier 1090 in Southern California, the bet in Las Vegas and the Hawaii Sports Radio Network. We'll be right back with the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. Time. There's nothing more valuable. It's what drives everyone to make the most of every moment. We celebrate living large in the now. In a city where time disappears, we create experiences that electrify the soul and memories that will last forever. We go big, we go all night, and here, everyone is invited. So get loose and get loud. This is Circa. You'll have the time of your life. This is the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. Welcome back to the Arash Markazi Show presented by the Sporting Tribune on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio in Southern California. 98.5 The Bet in Las Vegas and the Hawaii Sports Radio Network 95.1 FM and AM 760 in Hawaii. Just as a reminder, if you have a question or comment or want to win tickets to an upcoming game in Southern California, Las Vegas or Hawaii, call our hotline 310-400-0340. All right, let's go out to the Circus Sports Guest Hotline. And joining us from the Sporting Tribune, KCAL, KCBS, and so many other great places, Jill Painter-Lopez. Jill, how are you? Good morning. I'm good. It's always a good day to be a buff. I was going to say, <laughs> listen, we, we talked about this before the season, and it was one of those things where you're like, hey, this is a fun story, right? Deion Sanders uh, coming from Jackson State. I mean, take, taking over a program that only won one game. You know, can this team win a couple of games? Can they improve? Jill, 
They are now the hottest program in college sports. Uh, I, I don't know if more television shows could be broadcasted from Boulder uh, this weekend alone uh, to read the list. First take, 60 Minutes, Pat McAfee Show, Big Noon Kickoff, College Game Day. Amazing that both of these pregame shows will be live from Boulder. Uh, Jill, what is this like having your program one year removed from only winning one game being the hottest college football program right now in the country? I think certainly as a fan of college football, an alum, it's literally more than you could have even dreamt up in terms of the hype and the popularity. And the last time college game day was on campus in Boulder was in 96. Wow. I I was in school at Colorado in the 90s. Like, it, it, it just blows my mind. And it's, it's all, it's, it's not all Deion Sanders. It's mostly Deion Sanders, but it's also the fact that they've got a couple of the top five best players in college football right now. And, and yeah. Sanders, the quarterback and, and Travis Hunter, the, the two way star. And, you know, I just love that a Deion Sanders has given this program and the players in it and the coaching staff, the belief that they could win because over the last 18 years, They've had just two winning seasons wow. over the last like two decades. So this 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 program, the fan base, the students, the city, that the state, like it, nobody had any faith in these guys. That I think the players themselves. I mean, everybody was just so beaten down. Totally changed, and I love that Deion Sanders is doing it his own way. What was it yeah, like? Jill. Yeah, real, real quick, G. Hey, just because Absolutely. again, we grew up. You know, with Nebraska, Colorado in the Big Eight, uh, it was fun to see that atmosphere again. What was it like to see packed house Colorado beating up on Nebraska? Well, it was, I mean, it was awesome. It wasn't just a win. It was a dominant performance. And the first half was a little slow, uh, but they really turned on the Jets there uh, in the second half, which was really cool to see that they could that not only they're winning, but their offense was better, defense was better. Now, <clears throat> I'm already worried for the, the showdown against USC at the end of the month. Um, but just imagine if both these programs are undefeated. You know, with SC's bye and then at, at Arizona State, they just have to win one more game, which we know they will. Yeah. And then Colorado has to beat Colorado State, right? And then they got to go win at Oregon. Now, it seems like a tall task, but... You know, this team, if, if, if I'm betting on, on anybody, I'm betting on Deion Sanders. But I would love to see this showdown, uh, you know, come up at the end of the month where SC and Colorado are playing in Boulder. They could perhaps both be top 10 teams if they're both still undefeated. So Nebraska was nice, but I think Colorado's got oh, their yeah. set bigger. 0-16 in history against USC. Wow. So in the final year of the Pac-12, can they do it? I don't know that they're going to have to do something about their run defense. No, I mean, you, you just mentioned it the final year in the PAC 12. I mean, this conference is about to get decimated and Colorado is about to go into the big 12. I know that I'm putting the cart ahead of the horse, but I just wanted, while I have you here, while we have you here, I just wanted to know how well do you think that they're because not only because of this performance this year so far, and by the way, I want to say this too, and I am not a bluff fan. I am a, and I'm not even a Deion Sanders fan because yeah, as you know, I'm a huge cow. Uh, I'm I'm not a Cowboys fan. I'm a Giants fan. Yeah. Um, so I can't really like Deion as much as I respect him. I just can't get rid of that hatred towards the Cowboys. Um, <laughs> they're moving to the Big Twelve. I had Dion and your bluffs. 
um, or your buff, sorry, um, winning the over at three and a half games. Oh, yeah, that's I right. Faith, I was like, they're winning at least four games. There's no way that they're going to, you know, they got to do better than one, right? Um, how do you see them going into the Big 12, leaving the Pac-12, Pac sorry? Um, how do you see them doing um, going into the Big 12? Oh, I, I think, you know, the sky's the limit. They could contend for a Big 12 championship next year. And that's well, saying lofty things, but, but look at this team. They've already got the top quarterback, I'm forgetting his uh, name, top recruit, uh, who is going to be in Boulder this month. Like the, the class of 2025, the wow. over, overall number one prospect is already going to take a recruiting trip. I mean, we could, you know, uh, Colorado couldn't have dreamed of, of touching a kid like that. Uh, you know, so if you can get the best recruits, you got a great coach who instills the belief in them. Now, is Colorado the best and most talented team in the country? No. Like, if you look at that defense and the run defense, which even was exposed a little bit against Nebraska, um, if you look at that, no, they've got some work to do. But, you know, what is it, 90% mental mm -hmm. and, and 10% on the fundamentals? Uh, so they can do anything. I mean, I mean I, I'm just... I'm just, I'm a little shocked, honestly, at, at, at how quickly uh, Dion has them, them on the map and, and believing in, in winning. And, um, you know, like I, I've said before to people, I, I go to his Instagram, which is, you know, his son, <laughs> Dion Sanders Jr. does all that. Like, I, I'm expired, inspired, not expired, inspired <laughs> just in daily life. Uh, I know you're not going to be two-stepping anytime soon, but... Uh, <laughs> But but it's just really cool to see and 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 uh, you know Colorado State I think is just going to get dominated every which way and we, we saw their coach uh, I mean they're already big favorites and we saw their coach Jay Norvell saying that uh, he was taught from his mom uh, to you know take off his hat and sunglasses when talking to grownups and I thought oh my God did we hear not hear Shador <laughs> Sanders last week saying hey you disrespected my pops so this was personal I'm like they might win by fifty. Jill, I could not believe that comment from Jay. And maybe he's thinking, we're Colorado State. We got to do something. But following the, the Nebraska game, what I said was that they're going to have to try really hard to keep that chip on their shoulder because everyone's singing their praises. And Jay Norvell, <laughs> to, to say that, basically, I mean, I, I mean, clearly shots fired at Deion Sanders. When I talk to grownups, I take off my sunglasses. Uh, like, not only is that a shot to Dion, it's kind of a shot to his mom, basically saying that my mom taught me this. Apparently, Dion's mom didn't teach. I mean, I could not believe that. So you're 100% right, um, Jill. And while we're talking, maybe G. Hay can look up what the spread is on that game um, at Circus Sports. But, uh, like no matter what the spread is, double it. I mean, they are going to blow them up. Jill, paint the picture for me, you know, because when you are an alum of a bad team, you kind of move on with your life. Like you don't really subject yourself to watching the, that team week in and week out. I, I can't imagine, and perhaps I'm wrong, you watched every single Colorado game last year. What is game day like in your household now? You know, TCU, big win, Nebraska, big win. Do you have a spread? Do you sit in front of your TV? I, you know, I, it's funny. I haven't watched every single game over the years, but I've watched okay. a lot. When, I, when yeah. I was a student there, I went to every single football game over my four years, whether I was working for the school newspaper, the broadcast uh, team, or I, I went as a fan, uh, a student fan. So never missed a game when I was there. I mean, I just, I love Colorado football. And again, when I was there, they were good. So it was like, I was hooked. 
Um, also, you know, grew up being a Denver Bronco fan. So I was like, oh, yeah. football time, right? And the basketball team was bad when I was there. Fast forward now, pretty much um, without fail, a couple of years, you know, to the two COVID years, I didn't go back, but I pretty much always go back for a game just because I love Boulder. I love the atmosphere. I mean, the view, even like last year, I went to the Oregon game where we got, you know, dumped by like 45 points or something. Like, I would still go to at least one road game a year or when they were in LA. Now, by the time the season rolled around and they played SC last year, I was so like downtrodden. <laughs> I didn't even go to the game. Yeah. That's how, you know, I was, you know, not into the, you know, you just know you're going to get drubbed by something. Yeah. So now you go in and in my household, I'm, I've been like screaming at nine in the morning the last two weeks, <laughs> you know, with my coffee because they've been playing on the big noon kickoff. So it'll be great to, to, you know, see this night game on Saturday uh, I am going to Vegas today, so I nice. may or may not uh, place a bet. Uh, you know, like you said, double the spread after Jay's comments. So yeah. <laughs> may have to put 20 bucks on that. But it's it's a great time to be a buff. I'm, uh, you know, just, just looking forward to the rest of the season. You know, win or loss, I know they're going to be super competitive in games. So um, so it's, 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 it's cool. It's, it's drastically different <laughs> from what fans have been through the last Almost two decades. Yeah. Hey, what's the spread of the game? Well, speaking of the spread, spread is 23 and a half favoring Colorado. Shocker. Um, On that one. um, Yeah, right. Yeah, if you want to bet the money line, good luck. It's minus 2,000. Over under is 59 and a half. I will, however, say this. I I, quasi grew up with Jay Norvell, and I can't So... Um, I grew up with him and his family, knew his mom, knew his dad um, prior to them passing away, RIP, mm-hmm. uh, to the Norvell family. Um, and I will say this, they grew up extraordinarily old school. Now, I'm not saying that Coach Sanders, Coach Prime never grew up old school. I'm sure he grew up respecting his mother, father, et cetera, all that good stuff. Um, I did watch Prime on Amazon. Great uh, film, by the way. Go watch mm-hmm. that. Uh, it'll give you a huge insight into Dion and his life and the struggle and everything and how he does not take anything for granted. And he does not um, treat his kids like trust fund babies, like they're rich kids. Um, he totally uh, raises them so different, according to that documentary. Um, but to speak on Jay's behalf, like just, I mean, not 100% speak on Jay's behalf, but to like kind of give him a little, uh, he was raised extremely heavily yeah. like, with the, crack of the whip so to speak so i can see why he made that comment. i can see why he made that comment i'm sure that dion's gonna take that personal yeah, he should. You know, and, and shadur that's yeah. right and i get it I, I get it on both ends unfortunately i get it on both ends because i was like that i was raised kind of like how jay was and you know i'm sure dion was as well but just wanted to Give a little shout for Jay. I feel I feel a little bad, especially. No, but since- you know what? Respect yeah. to Jay because here's the thing. Regardless, like like I think he's like like I'm going to poke that bear. Like like everyone's yes. talking about Colorado. Everyone's talking about Dion. If we get smoked, mm-hmm. we get smoked. But like 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 I'm coming. I'm coming. And so no disrespect again. Mad respect for Jay Norvell uh, and Ga. I did know that. Um, uh, so you know, the matter of respect. Uh, Jim, I respect him too. Yeah, just one exactly. quick thing: I respect yeah. him a ton, but I just I don't see the benefit of that. Sure. I, I really don't because of like mentioning um, it, yeah, yeah, publicly, yeah. yeah. I mean, you can think it privately, but but uh, 
Um, I mean, I thought it was super disrespectful because like Dion's got parents too and Dion does things his own way. Yeah. And would you rather he, I mean, would I rather he take off his sunglasses during interviews? Yeah, but that's Dion. Like, let, yeah. you know, he's his own person. And if that's what he wants to do, totally. Like, like Colorado, when Rick George hired him for 5.9 million a year, didn't even have the money at the time. He gave him the keys. Do what you want. Yeah. Right. It works. So you know, I, I don't think anybody just let him go. You know, <laughs> right. uh, I saw this morning where where uh, Dion was saying, and I don't know if they quoted somebody or not, but that eight, that um, Colorado football and the excitement and all that has brought eighteen million dollars into Boulder already. Wow. That's insane. Amazing. We're, we're we're one one official game in there, but you know, obviously people are coming to campus. They're doing yeah. interviews. People are buying gear. There, it's, it's like what an impact that you can quantify tangibly. That is huge. Uh, Jill, uh, I was talking to Jihei in the first segment. We, when, Whenever we make a bet, we make a bet over wine. Uh, she lost her last bet with me. We will probably make one on the Cowboys-Giants game. Mm. Loop you in because perhaps the wine of the week and no one listen, I think Jihei is a, is a wine guru, wine expert. I put you right there, Jill and Jihei. You know your wine. Is there a wine of the week that Jihei and I should try? Absolutely. So oh, there we go. Right next to me. <laughs> so Sunwind Soul, and these are the uh, Scout and Cellar wines that I'm a consultant for, made cleanly, no pesticides on the crops, etc. Less than a gram of sugar per bottle, oh, wow. which is amazing. One carb per bottle. And if you have never looked, at, you know, I don't mean to make people sad, but if you've never looked at what you're drinking, like, you find like, oh my gosh, I had no idea. Like people don't even count those, right? When you're looking at what you're eating and drinking during the day. Um, but there's a lot of stuff in those wines. So anyway, this should be the wine of the week. I'm willing to bet because I know a wine consultant. So if I lose, there you go. <laughs> but this is a red blend. It retails for $19. Oh, perfect. It is a red blend of Cab, Petite Syrah, Zinfandel, very fruity. Uh, really enjoy it. It's one of our new ones. And again, retails for only $19. So scoutandseller.com slash Jill Painter if anyone wants to try. Uh, and if you guys want to bet over some wine, we've obviously got reds, whites, bubblies, rosé, you name it. Gee, hey, there we go. You got to unmute yourself. But listen, we got it. We, we, that, that is something that... Uh... Listen, I got to be honest with you, because when I bet Jihei, I, I like to bet her some some, some expensive wine. So mm. maybe like a case. Maybe we'll do a case of the scout and seller from uh, Jill. Hey, we've got expensive wine, too. Don't you worry. <laughs> Bill, you had me. You had me at a cab blend. Like anything that is going to be like a heavy cab, Syrah. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm all in for that. And I, I love the non-sulfite blends as well mm -hmm. um for those that don't know it wreaks havoc the older you get on your inside so uh try to stay away from those sulfites and the um pesticides as well so i, lo I love this i love the fact that this winery is doing that um in washington i'm looking it up so oh this, this point we have we we contract out uh small lots and vineyards from around the world so this one awesome. is a Cal california wine um but uh yeah, the, when you're talking about the sulfites, we, we don't add sulfites into wines, yes. um, and, and most do. And some people experience headaches from wine, etc. Um, you know, different from if you just drink too much wine and you're hungover. This is like some people, a lot of people have problems with that. So yeah. um, they don't add them in here. But uh, anyway, yeah, so we have wines from Washington, from 
France, from Italy. Um, you know, it just kind of depends on which label you're talking about. But that's that's also kind of cool. We don't we don't do the mass production because of all the testing and all that kind of stuff. So, <clears throat> but you know, what? those are the, those well, are the best though. The best are when it's a small winery. It's a family owned small winery because they put more yeah. into that, mm-hmm. right? They yeah. put more and you're love and local care. farmers. Yeah, yeah. supporting local farmers. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And I'm all about supporting local. <laughs> we're going to set you guys up with some wine. Yep. I'll do that. I would uh, love what's, what's, what's our that, bet? Oh, that might have, by the way, that might have to be a trip. I agree. So, so I think, GA, let's make this a weekly thing with Jill. Like, like uh, yeah. you know, because, listen, I don't want to wait for the next Cowboys-Giants game, and I don't want to steal from <laughs> you because I don't think the Cowboys-Giants game is going to be all that good. But we'll have to have a weekly scout and seller, uh, you know, Jill Painter-Lopez kind of bet. And but by, by the way, the thing that I told G. Hey, Jill, is there's no losers. If we all drink the wine together, we all win. So you know, it's all good. Um, Thousand percent. We got to do one of these later. Yes. In the evening, sometimes. In the evening. So actually, do a do a wine tasting while we're chatting. Um, <laughs> Jill, you were at SoFi on Sunday. Chargers' first game of uh, the season. I was watching that game, so excited that maybe this was the season that the Chargers would have a defense that could stop someone, that they would have a team that could hold on to a lead late. They failed on both fronts. It's still, you know, it's just week one. But, Jill, uh, by, by the way, really great to see the Chargers fans out there. You were out with the fans and tailgating, all that good stuff. Your thoughts on that game and the Chargers this season? Well, I should say that I think the Chargers offensively, I mean, yeah. they're going to compete with the best of them defense obviously they have some work to do and and brandon staley you know they've got the guy to be able to make defensive adjustments etc uh some of those players in the secondary are young obviously they really messed up but you look at that game the miami dolphins are a really good team so i don't feel like oh my gosh the season is lost they're already zero and one i don't i don't feel like that at all that was a tough game a tough team it's a tough loss because you know at the end of the year these these games yeah. matter so much you know what I was most disappointed in that game was they get the ball left with, I think it was a minute 55. And I'm thinking, aren't you like, okay, here we go. We just need a few first downs to watch, you know, Dicker, you know, whether he makes the field goal or not to win it because the missed PAT was so huge. huge. They're down by only two. And I was just like, so deflating the intentional grounding you lose it down and sacked on the last play and and it was uh, to me that was the most deflating part in addition to uh didn't seem like they had a great plan for Tyreek Hill uh so yeah listen you can't let Tyreek go for over 200 uh yards uh but again like you no matter what they they are for for my money the most exciting team or one of the most exciting teams in the league it's always (laughs) going to come down the last play whether they win or they lose it's going to be a ton of fun but it was great to see you out there and we're looking forward to what should be a, a fun season here in the National Football League. Uh, Jill, we will have you back on uh, next week. And again, I'm going to have to think with T.A. what our weekly wagers going to be. we got to come up with a fun hashtag for this. So it's going to be a ton of fun. Jill, yeah. the best. We'll have you back on next week. That's all the time we have for today. Let's do it again tomorrow. Until then, this is Arash Markazi saying stay safe and stay healthy. This is the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. Hustle for the cash, so it's hard to knock it. Everybody got their own thing, currency chasing. Worldwide through the hard times, worrying faces. 
Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.